0: Guys, I'm in Psalm 125 and the word of the Lord says this. It says, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. It cannot be shaken, it remains forever. The mountains surround Jerusalem as the Lord surrounds His people both now and forever. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous so that the righteous will not apply their hands to injustice. Do what is good, Lord, to the good to those whose hearts are upright. But as for those who turn aside to crooked ways, the Lord will banish them with the evil doers. Peace be with Israel. So here's what I want to talk to you about this morning, church, because this psalm is really about one thing. And maybe you heard that and say, I don't know what that one thing is. Here's the one thing this psalm is really about. It's about where we turn with all the difficulties of life. It's about what makes us feel secure, right? That's, what, that, that's the heart of it. And so because that's the heart of the psalm, and I'll get to that eventually, I, I, we need to start with some truths about who we are. And, and guys, I just want to tell you, kind of like what we prayed about earlier, if we're not willing to accept these truths, then nothing can change. So we have to start with, with this, this truth. It's a real truth. Uh, about who we are, is mankind, ready, here it is, I want you to know that we are a people that deal with insecurity, every one of us, every one of us deals with insecurity, it's who we are, say, in in the Bible, if we're going to walk through the characters of the Bible, Abraham was insecure about his age, he talked about it all the time, God, what can you do, I'm I'm old, I'm dry, I'm sure, you know, all those things, that's Abraham. We get to Moses, Moses is, is worried about his mouth, God, I can't speak, I'm not eloquent, I don't, I don't have words, people aren't going to follow me. Right? I think about people like Peter and Paul, and, and their insecurity was always their past. For Paul, it was the way he had mistreated other Christians. For Peter, it was the fact that he had denied Jesus so plainly on multiple occasions. You get to places in the New Testament you think about people like Ananias and Sapphira and their insecurity was what other people thought about them. It led to their very demise. And the truth of the world and the truth of who we are is that we are people that have deep insecurities. And maybe you're feeling some of those right now. Many of us are insecure with society right now. We've got great insecurity about racial tensions in the United States of America, but just in our world. Some of us are insecure about uh, the world and and finances and and, and, and what COVID has caused, right? We've got all these insecurities. Some of us, our insecurities spring up because of our background and, and, and because of the way that we were raised, the way that we were brought up. Some of our insecurities have to do with our own failures. Some of our insecurities have to do with great harm that's been done upon us by other people. The point is, and I could go on and on here, is that we all battle these things called insecurities. And here's where it gets dangerous. Friends, we spend our lives trying to build up these areas that we feel insecure. That's the second point I have for you. I want you to see we have a tendency to build our lives in such a way that we feel more secure. This gets to a, a deep truth about humanity all throughout the Bible is we have a tendency to turn to the wrong things to make us feel secure. Now, throughout the Bible, uh, they, we, we might use the term uh, idolatry that we turn to things other than God to try to make us feel more secure. Jesus, in his greatest sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, he ends it by giving this analogy, and I think it's important. Uh, He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, he's going to be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, and the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. Now, Well, why does Jesus use an analogy about building? Because eventually he's going to say, and we'll get to that in a second, he's going to say, hey, anyone who doesn't do this, man, like a foolish man who builds his entire life on shifting sands, and and ultimately that's going to fall with a great crash. Why does Jesus talk about that? Because that's the truth of human nature. We spend our lives trying to build up and make ourselves feel secure. We put our hope, we put our trust in things, we pursue things to try to make us feel more secure. If your parents left at an early age, or one of your parents left at an early age, let me tell you, I've been there, maybe one of the things you look for in life then is stability. So when it comes to choosing a person that you ultimately end up with, you're looking for somebody that's really important to you, loyalty and trust, right? If you were raised uh, in a household where maybe there wasn't always enough food in the refrigerator, your pantry will probably be well stocked. if, If you never had enough money or you grew up in a home where you didn't know where the next paycheck was coming from, you may be a person that works overtime or multiple jobs because that's one place that you never want to feel that tug again. If you grew up in a home with a critical parent, you may spend your life seeking the approval of others. If you grew up in a home that lacked safety and protection, then you may be one of those people that invest. Uh, a lot of your money in in things that make you feel safe, whether that's an alarm system or a gun. If you grew up in uh, an environment that was just unstable and, and you never felt prepared, you may be one of those people that is kind of prepared for everything, that that's who you've become. And why do we do those things? We do those things ultimately because in the depths of who we are, we seek that security and we seek that stability, Right? And, and, and listen, here's the heart of this psalm. And the psalmist isn't trying to offend you. He's just worshiping God because he's found this to be true. Ready? Here's the third point, right? Trusting God is the only way to truly be secure. And, and friends, hear me. This is, this is the story of, of the Bible, right? Is, is that we put our hope and our trust in lots of things and, and, and the Bible time and time again is just to declare all of those things will fail you, Right? Don't, don't waste your life building your life upon these things that we, the Bible calls shifting sands that can always change, that can be gone in a moment. The only true place that we can find security is in the person of God. And so listen to what the psalmist declares here. He says in verse 1, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. He says, it cannot be shaken, it remains forever. So, those who trust in God, and they're immovable, they're unshakable. And and he says, why? He says, the mountains, just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, and and the Lord surrounds his people. And so, Mount Zion was surrounded by all these other mountains, and, and it was just that you were there and you felt secure. You you, you felt like you were surrounded and what the psalmist is saying is that's what God does for His people. And so if you'll trust in God, you can be immovable, you can be secure in God because He's with you, because He surrounds His people. That's what He does. King David wrote Psalm 20 and he, he declares in Psalm 20 verse 7, he says, Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Right? I don't know about you, but when I read those words, Psalm 20, I immediately think of the Exodus from Egypt. And I think how the people of God, uh, Moses had gone before Pharaoh time and time again, and finally Pharaoh lets God's people go after the tenth plague. And, and so they, they began to, to leave, and then Pharaoh's heart is, is hardened again, it's changed again, and he sends after Uh, the Israelites, he sends the whole army of Egypt, right? All all the chariots and all the horses, and, 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 and the people of God are being pursued as they cross the Red Sea on dry ground, and then the moment that they reach the other side, and Moses extends his staff, I mean, the entire army, all of the chariots, all of the horses, all of the might of Egypt is swallowed up in an instant. David says, some put their hope and their trust in the wrong things. We're not going to be those people in Psalm 20. He says, no, we're going to put our trust in God. Because we know, our people know, our history knows, that the greatest of armies can be swallowed up in a minute. Right? I I think of of a parable that Jesus tells in the book of Luke. If you have your Bibles, again, I'm I'm just going to turn there and read it. Luke chapter 12. Starting in verse 16, I'm going to read through verse 21. Uh, It says, then he told them a parable, a rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? See, this sense of security was was all the crops that he had and, and the money that he had. He says, I'll do this, he said, I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones and store all of my grain and my goods there. And then I will say to myself, ready, self, you have... Many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life is demanded of you. And the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? That is how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself. As is not rich towards God, Jesus says. Right? Of course, we talked about the sermon on the mount a second ago Jesus said hey you're going to build your life on something of course that that sermon ends by Jesus warning not to build your life on the wrong thing he says this Matthew 7 26 through 27 but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand and the rain came down and the streams arose and the winds blew and they beat against the house and it fell with a great crash right all those instances whether it's chariots and horses that you put your trust in, they could be swallowed. If it's barns, they can be gone, or you can be gone. If it's what you've built, no matter what it is, Jesus says, whatever you've put your hope and trust in it can end with a great crash. I, I don't know if you've heard the story of the Great Wall of China and uh, how it was constructed and how big it was. and I mean, It's really an amazing uh, feet, right? The Great Wall of China spans thousands of miles. Uh, it was 30 feet high. It was 18 foot wall, uh, feet wide. And it was built to keep out northern intruders. It was great. I mean, it was amazing. You see this thing from space. And, and, and this great uh, marvel of defense was built to keep an entire nation secure from invaders from the north. Only one problem, is the invaders that came from the north didn't go over the wall and, and, and they didn't destroy the wall. You know, all they had to do to get into China was bribe someone at a gate. And all of that time and all of that energy and all of those resources in a moment were laid to waste because all it took was a bribe and a gate be opened and China was invaded. And this is what the psalmist would say to us. Is listen, don't put your security in any place other than God. All right? Don't put your security in any place. And you're going to be tempted to do so. Many of you right now are tempted. Man, some of us have put our security in politicians, and boy, have they let us down, and we have put our security in safety, and boy, has that let us down, and we have put our security in money, and that has let us down, we put our security in, in, in what are, are the jobs says we are, and then we're furloughed, and who are we now, and, and you just think about this, and what, what the Bible would declare is, listen, all of those things that you would hope and trust in, which it would call all the way back from the beginning of the Bible, call those things idols, like those are things that we turn to instead of our Creator, and the Bible warns, please don't do that because it'll end in ruin, because those things will be swept out from you. Uh, Jesus would say, listen, uh, you need to store up treasures in heaven, not here on earth, because here on earth, everything will be ruined and taken away, right? Moth and rust will destroy. So what what do we do? What do we do? And and so here's what I want to challenge you with, uh, where to start this week when it comes to putting our hope and security in the right place, right? Number one, I think we have to start by identifying uh, our areas of insecurity. And man, these are deep. Uh, Tim Keller often refers to the deep idols that we have in life. And so it looks like it's one thing on the surface, but it's so much deeper, uh, really. And, and so... Uh, I don't know about you, I've shared with you guys, some of the worst sin patterns in my life come from really deep insecurities. Unless you're willing to get deep, if you're just going to keep surface level, you're just going to keep having the same problem, you're going to keep putting your hope and your trust in other places, those things will fail you. That's what's going to happen. And so the, the very first thing we have to do is we have to seek to try to identify the deep insecurities in our life. What is it? What, what are the driving forces and factors in your life that cause you to make the decisions that you make? that cause you to live the way that you live, that cause you to put your hope and trust in the things that you put your hope and trust in. And so the first step of homework, I, I know it's introspective and nobody likes that, it's not fun, but, but you have to start here. Lord, Lord, what are the areas I'm insecure? What are the things I'm turning to instead of you? And so start there, that's the first question. Uh, it gets harder uh, from there. The second thing you have to do after you uh, identify those deep insecurities, then you have to ask yourself a very real question, ready? Here's the question. Honestly, how satisfied am I with the pursuit of those things? Basically, how's it worked out? And I know this isn't fun because we don't like to be that introspective. We don't want to look at our lives and say, well, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. Uh, The problem is, this is what I would ask you, are are you still doing those things? Because I don't know about what things you've pursued. I don't know about the places you've tried to put security in. But all the places that I've tried to put my security and my hope and my trust in that aren't God, all of those things never end. And so I just got to keep having more. I never have enough money to feel comfortable. And and, and my home's never safe enough, right? And and, and I can't protect my children well enough. And it's just never going to end. And so this cycle happens and you just get tired and you get weary and you get worn out. And listen, that's why Jesus comes to earth and says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, right? He says, Don't chase after the things of this world. You you see the pagans, they run after all these things, but you don't worry about what you're gonna wear or what you're gonna eat or what you're gonna drink. Say, so don't live for those things. Because those things won't satisfy. Those things won't satisfy you. And so you have to ask yourself a real question, friends. I I, I mean it. Is this gonna satisfy me ultimately? One of my prayers when all of this subsides that's going on in our world right now is that people will be left unsatisfied you say pastor that's a terrible thing to pray no it's not because until we realize that all of the things that we pursue in life leave us unsatisfied we will never turn to jesus and he is the thing we need more than anything else in this world and so friends i i just want to encourage you you've got to identify those things in your life you can call them idols, you can call them insecurities then you've got to honestly assess how the pursuit of those things has made you uh, feel how satisfied you are and then that kind of brings to the last point is that ultimately when you find yourself unsatisfied you have to turn to God as the only one who can satisfy right, that's what the Bible declares, as the only one who can satisfy, those who trust in the Lord are going to be like Mount Zion They're going to be immovable. They're they're going to be unshakable. And why? Because God is going to surround them. Because God's going to surround them. And so I I just, maybe I'm naive enough to believe that in the church our size and, and with the impact we've had online, that there's going to be more than one or two people that if they honestly take these words to heart, will realize that maybe right now they're living for some of the wrong things. Maybe right now you've put your hope and trust in some of the wrong things. Maybe, 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 because you've done that and and where we are whether it's the pandemic or 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 what's going on uh right now with 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 riots and 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 those kind of things which all in response um maybe maybe it's the murder of george floyd maybe maybe that happened and and you just man you don't even know where to turn you just feel lost can i be honest with you I, i i know that maybe that's not comfortable but it's necessary from time to time, we need to have everything that we've built up stripped away so that we understand that if it's not built upon God and his word, then it will not last. And ultimately, what we're meant to do is cry out to God, God, we need you. And, and so friends, I, I just, I wanna leave you with this and, and this isn't from the lesson. I just wanna challenge you if, if you're a Christian and you hear my words, um, my prayer for you this week is that your, your mouth and your mouse, would be slow to speak, right? That your ears would be quick to listen. And before, this is what the Lord put on on my heart, before I would ever post that I would pray And, and, and I would start there, Lord, help me see you, help me love you, help me love your people, and God, help me live as if you are the only one that can satisfy. Because he is. He is. Anger will subside, unfortunately. Policy has to change, right? But even the best of policies are going to fail. And what we need more than anything else is we need Jesus. And so church, would you join me this morning in a word of prayer, just that Jesus would use all of the crazy things that are going on in our world, that he would use them ultimately for his gain and for his glory, and that we we, we wouldn't deny the importance of anything, but that we would say the most important thing is that people would come to know you, King Jesus. Father, God, we pray for all those that are hurting. I pray for all those that are filled with anger, I pray for all those that are weeping and that are mourning. I pray for all those that are confused. I pray for all those that feel like they have no place to turn. I pray for all those that feel like history just repeats itself. I pray for all those that that are struggling with hope, that feel unheard. God, I, I pray for everyone in our world right now. And what I pray is that they would come to an understanding of this truth we've studied this morning that we cannot be secure in any other place, that no other place, no other place will bring that security that we need, that rest that we need. Ultimately, this psalm ends in peace for the people of God. No one will bring us peace except for your son, Jesus Christ, God. And so Jesus, let us fix our eyes on you, the author and perfecter of this life. Let, Let those who who um, call themselves by your namesake as Christians. Let them look like you in the world and talk like you in the world and love people like you in the world and put others first like you in the world. God, let us be the church who ultimately finds satisfaction and contentment in you and you alone. Let us put all of our hope in you. King Jesus, that's where it needs to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.